Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 8, Chapter 98. The Dominican Fathers accordingly went to the Oratory several times a week and applied themselves to investigating and recording everything that was going on, though each was unknown to the other. They observed what Philip's spirit was, what sort of doctrine he taught, what was his way of life. Along with the crowds, they listened to the discourses and took careful note of the manner of delivery and the purport of what was said. They found themselves lost in admiration of Philip's facility in speaking, his earnestness, and his amazing confidence. He did his best to appear uneducated, in disparagement of himself. But in every question that was put to him, he replied so appositely that he never failed to hit the target, which absolutely astounded the Dominicans. Impressed by this, they gave the Pope a better report of our oratory and of Philip's learning and devotion than had ever been delivered before, and assured him that they had found everything in order. Thus, with the help of God, the whole affair was rapidly concluded without any sort of judicial interference. And everything was as satisfactory as before. That Philip had foreseen this, through God's aid, we can learn from the following incident. The Pope complained one day about our oratory and Philip's spirit to a certain important man with no other person present. That same day, Philip met the man in question, who happened to be ill in bed, and told him all about what the Pope had said to him in secret about himself and our oratory. It was not long after this that the Pope was satisfied by the investigation, and thereafter, for the rest of his life, held Philip and his companions in the greatest esteem and affection. I ought to mention that many people have noticed that God punished those who attacked Philip. There are many examples of this happening, but I will pass over them so as not to offend anyone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, choicest of priests, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the remarkable things about this story of the investigation of St. Philip is how the intention of those who complained was not only frustrated, but the opposite of what they wanted to happen happened. People had complained to the Pope to try to get St. Philip stopped. And far from getting him stopped, their complaints led to this investigation, which 
Pope Pius V carried on fairly prudently and gently and ended up getting a better report, as the reading says tonight, than had ever been given before. And this reminds us, of course, of many things in the scriptures, including the way in which the devil tried to orchestrate the death of our Lord, the way in which he attacked Judas, the way in which he put it into Judas's mind to betray him, the way he orchestrated the events behind the scenes to get our Lord killed through the various human instruments. And this was to stop, the devil thought, our Lord's great success in drawing people away, drawing people to good. But what happened through all that? Well, it was precisely through the death of our Lord and his resurrection that the power, any power that the devil had over souls was taken away. But the devil did have power to bring about death in our first parents by tempting them. And in some way, he therefore had a right to retain souls from heaven. He had a right in some way over the fallen humanity. But when he exercised that right on our Lord, who was not guilty of any sin, who was innocent and who was, in fact, and who is the eternal son of God, there was a kind of justice in the overcoming of Satan, in the removing from him of any right he had. He lost the rights he had by overstepping things with our Lord. And it's precisely that bringing out of good from evil, that reversal of the evil intention through God's providence towards something even greater that continues in the lives of his saints. So let us put ourselves tonight in the hands of our Lord. Let us ask Our Lady and St. John Paul II to pray for us, that we might stand with the Redeemer of mankind. There's nothing more important than being friends with Christ. And there was nothing more at the heart of everything that St. John Paul II did and said than to put people in a living contact with Christ. The goal of John Paul II's life and his papacy was to proclaim Christ to as many people as possible in the world. For it's only in our friendship with him, only in our friendship with Christ, does our life really begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.